Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 24. Anyone out there struggle to remain calm when dealing with your teenager? It's certainly been something that I have struggled with in my parenting journey, so that's what I'm here to help you with. This podcast will give you really practical advice and tips to remain calm when dealing with your teenager because I truly believe if you can remain calm when doing this, you can remain calm in pretty much any situation. So listen in and enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I have something to offer you. And that is a video that I have made to help if you've ever lost it on your teenager. And I made this video because I think this is something that we all struggle with as parents or caregivers of teenagers. We all struggle with it as parents or caregivers of children of any age, really. And I made the video to explain why we do this what to do if it's happened to you, and just to give you some support with this situation and release the shame and blame of it all. And I hope that you find it so helpful. So how do you get it? If you go to the show notes of the podcast and click the link that says grab your free video here, it will take you to a page to sign up and the the video will be delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you enjoy it and have a great day. Welcome to today's episode. And this came to me to talk about this by reading a post that probably could have been from any parent ever, including myself. And I was just looking at it in the Facebook group and it was just a post about how uh, somebody said, just, I feel like a failure as a parent. And I wanted to talk about this because I have definitely felt this before. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you may have felt this too. And I wanted to just touch on the things that we can do and what, how we can think about this and think about it a bit differently. So kind of the format that I'm going to go through is really defining what failure is, defining what success is, and also looking at how we can look at parenting in terms of failure and success and maybe reframe that a little bit. And I also want to uh, finish it off with a little run through of what it would be like to be a, uh, to be coached in by myself or in a coaching session with somebody. I am a life coach, so that's what I do. And I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be coached. I don't really have anybody to be coached, but I wanted to just kind of put out there the questions that you could ask yourself or some of the questions that a coach might ask you to think about. And you could use that in terms of coaching yourself through something like this. And if you're feeling like a failure, because often I see these statements in these groups and they're, 
there's places where you can, of course, comment, but I always have more questions. I always want to know more about why this person is saying what they're saying. When you say, I feel like a failure as a parent, that's a really big statement. And one of the things that we learn in life coaching, and that's changed my life really, is that we say these things that we think are just a fact, that I'm a failure as a parent, that's a fact. Or sometimes it's, I feel like a failure as a parent. So it, it can be that, that feeling, and maybe it's feeling defeated, or maybe it's feeling overwhelmed. But it does help to kind of drill into that a little bit and kind of pull out some of the pieces of it. And it can feel a bit more manageable if you do that. So that's what I'm going to do at the end of the podcast. But first, I want to talk about the definition of failure and the definition of success and why this may not work when you're looking at parenting. So um, first of all, the definition of failure is the lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation, okay? And the definition of success is when you reach your aim or purpose. So feeling like a failure as a parent, I think feels insurmountable and overwhelming because there's often little time thinking about what success in this area is. And especially when the job is raising other humans who, as they become teenagers are busily like defining their own lives. So who are they? Um, They're trying to figure out who they are themselves. And they're also trying to figure out what success means to them. So in, in terms of raising humans, I find it very difficult for us to define our success based on what other people are becoming. Like when we're talking about a relationship with another human being and we're trying to say, okay, I'm a successful parent, then what does that mean? And what are you defining success as? It does help to focus on that a little bit. Are you defining success by, are your kids happy? So at any moment, if your kids aren't happy, then does that mean because you're not if, if that's your definition of success, and if your kids aren't happy, then does that mean you're failing as a parent? I don't think so. Um, also, is it defined as, are your kids healthy? So if, you're, if your kids are not healthy in this moment, then there's parents out there who are supporting children who have chronic illnesses, or um, there's their... Um, They have kids who are dealing with things that they were born with, that they're not quote unquote healthy as far as our normal definition of that. So does that mean that they're failing as a parent? No, of course not. We wouldn't say that. Um, But oftentimes we think, okay, where our kids get sick, we, something we did is wrong. We, we failed in some way to keep them healthy. And also is there, is it your success defined by them achieving a certain goal, getting a certain grade, getting um, into a certain school, or is it anything along those lines? And that's another thing that really is beyond our control. We can influence our children and our teenagers to try to have better habits as far as studying or as best they can to, you know, do be successful in what they're doing. But it is ultimately something that is up to them. So 
my suggestion when we're thinking about failure and success with parenting is that we bring the focus back to ourselves and how we want to focus on how we're being with our children and our teenagers with our relationship with them as opposed to the outcomes or or essentially who they're becoming because we have more uh, focus and we have more control in that situation over how our relationship is with them and how we are from our side of it. We can't control them as much as we try and as much as we would like to, we can't really control them. So I, that's how I bring it back to redefining your job as a parent and redefining what success means as a parent to make it an achievable goal. Like it's not achievable to say, okay, I will know that I'm a success if my child is, ends up being a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. I know my, my, I will be a successful parent if this happens. And it's no wonder that we feel like a failure sometimes because we can be, we can see other people's, other families, we can see other kids doing certain things. And I know that for myself personally, I would look at my uh, nephews and I would see that they're getting really good grades and uh, in school and my kids weren't getting really good grades in school. And I would think, well, what am I doing wrong? And, but we're looking at different kids and there are some influences that I could have, but this, these are the kids that we have. And that is, um, they're, they're there to ultimately teach us a lot about ourselves. So kind of if you can look at parenting as it's a journey of them growing, but you also growing and changing with them. So focusing on your own things that you can do yourself is going to be much more achievable than focusing on the ultimate outcome of of who your child is becoming. You can appreciate that. You can witness that. You can influence that as much as you can, but you will have much more control over what you're doing yourself. So that's where I bring it back to the aim and not, it doesn't, it's not about perfection. It's not about being this way all the time. But if we have an aim as to how, what we define as success and my recommendation and what has helped me is I defined success as am I connecting with my child or my teenager? Like, am I just connecting with them, listening to them, under trying to understand them, trying to talk to them and really get to know them with curiosity? Like, who are you really? Like, we think that we know exactly who our kids are. We think we know exactly who they should become. We, we pretty much assume what we think that they should be thinking because we think we know best as parents. And especially when they become teenagers and they start pulling away from you in this time and start really becoming their own person, this is when it becomes most difficult and challenging to do this and to see that they are not becoming who we thought that they were going to be. And that's tough. I'm no way saying that this is easy, but connecting with them with curiosity and getting to know them as they are. And that leads right into the next of, uh, acronym letter of A, which is accepting them for who they are and also accepting yourself. So all of these things are 
can be applied to both your teenager and both and yourself as well. But these are the aims of how you can feel like you're being successful as a parent. Are you, are you accepting them for who they are at this moment in time and where they're at in their journey? And again, it may be, they may be at a very difficult moment in their time, in this time. And I'm not saying again, that if you do all of these things and the parenting journey will be easy, it will always go smoothly. It's not, we're dealing with human beings who are, have a huge amount of change happening in their minds and their bodies. And then we have to change and adjust as well. So also, are you loving them? Um, like sometimes when we, and this is a practice. So when they are in states that they are most unlovable, that they're not behaving, they're, they're cranky, they're, they're, um, they say things that we view as disrespectful, they're frustrated with us, they're rolling our eyes at us, they're, you know, sleeping way later than we think they should. And like, they're behaving in a way that we would deem to be like, they're not the most, they're not the most lovable. They're not our little cute toddlers who came and jumped into our bed anymore. They're, they're kind of awkward and, and, but that, this is where this is a practice and this is an aim where you can look at, am I loving them? Like consciously loving them in all of their humanness that they're going through. And this is where you can also kind of go back to how you were as a teenager, maybe, and think about what it was like for you to go through that time and remember that and then have some compassion for what their journey is and all the stuff that they're facing all at once. Their bodies are changing. They're, um, they're, having all these decisions to make at school. They're in a time in their lives when there's all sorts of social media stuff that they're looking at that, you know, there's just a lot going on for teenagers today. And it, there is a tendency to be like, well, when I was a kid, you know, we were like this and we never did this and we never did that. And believe me, I do that all the time. Uh, but that is why it's like a conscious practice to consciously choose to love them even in the face of their unlovability. And here's what I will say about that. I've, I've said it in other episodes is that that's the challenge. Like it's not, there's no growth in just loving somebody who's like easy to love all the time. Like when, when somebody is like just the way we want them to be, they just show up the way we want them to be. Then if we don't need we don't need to work at that. There's no, there's no growth in that. There's like, it's, it's easy to love somebody when they're easy to love. But, um, sometimes you actively have to choose to love somebody. And also that includes yourself as well. And the other thing is, are you managing your own emotions? And again, this is where the focus is on yourself. So managing how you're reacting and responding to the things that come up and there may be times when you do that better than other times you may be tired at certain times and it doesn't go as well but then are you going back and reflecting on how your emotions are um, showing up and are you spewing your emotions over other people and over and at your teenagers as well so 
this again, none of these things are easy, but these are the more, um, some th- the things that you have more control over. So the one thing that I want to say also is there's no overnight success with any of this. So when we talk about success, it's like this just kind of all or nothing thing. Yes, I'm a successful parent. And how do you know that? Like, <laughs> I can't say, like, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty when we're raising children and teenagers and you could look at one person and say, yes, they're a successful parent or yes, they're a successful parent. Well, that's just maybe an opinion. It depends on what your definition of success is. But again, there's no overnight success. And, um, we also would like to control our kids sort of into a way that makes us feel better about ourselves but we can also know that we can be there for them and guide them to the best of our ability. So now what I wanted to do is just go into a little bit of questions that would come up in a coaching session about this. Like if somebody would actually come to me and, and say, I, f- I really want help with the fact that I feel like a failure as a parent. So what I would do in this situation, if a client came to me and said this is, I would ask, okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. Like you feel like a failure, but can you give me a specific example of when you have felt this or had this thought, I feel like a failure. And so that can help sort of bring it into a specific circumstance. So I can probably give an example. It's just that my maybe the circumstance would be my child is getting really uh, poor grades in school. Like they got their report card and we try to get specific as possible. They got their report card and they got, um, you know, all, all D's and then they brought it home to us. So those are the facts. They got a report card with poor grades on it. I'm just kind of using an, an example, but you could put anything in here. And then we have all of our thoughts about that. So we would kind of dive into what are the thoughts around that. So the thought could be, I, I'm a failure as a parent, or my child is not going to get into any good college or university. And it could be any number of those. So, so what's the one that comes up? And also what's, all, what's helpful at this point too, and what I would want to know is um, what's the biggest feeling that's coming up right now for the client? So, and that could be a question that you ask yourself is like, what are the, what's the most predominant feeling that I'm feeling right now with regards to this feeling like a, a failure? So is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it overwhelm? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? And then you can ask yourself, what am I thinking that's causing this to come up? So feeling like a failure as a parent could be um, causing anxiety. And and then also I want to know, okay, so what are you doing when you are thinking the thought, I'm, I'm a failure as a parent? And then it could be things such as posting on social media, saying I'm a failure. 
And it could be thinking through and ruminating about all of the ways in which I have previously felt like a failure as a parent. It could be doing other things that are more, maybe more self-destructive. It could be you go and you eat more stuff just so you don't have to feel like a failure as anymore. You go and eat too much of something that doesn't make you feel good. Or maybe if you like to go and drink, then you go and drink more or you smoke more or you do anything that tries to escape that uh, feeling that you're feeling. By the way, there's no judgment here. It's just that you want to kind of pull out what actions you take when you are feeling this way. So we kind of pull all the actions out and then we come to the result that you're making it more likely that you feel like you're a failure by saying or thinking the thought that you're feeling like a failure. So the how this can be helpful is simply awareness. And we don't necessarily want to go right away to, I'm a successful, awesome parent. I'm the best parent ever. And we don't, we, because we have the ability to kind of change our thoughts and that's where we do a lot of the work is with how our mindset is. There is a benefit in not getting out of that right away. There is benefit to exploring what's happening, but when what I, the point I'm trying to make here with sort of going through this little mini coaching session or the questions that would be asked is that this is something that you can do for yourself so that you're not just sitting in that big, huge, massive statement of I'm, I'm a failure as a parent. If you look at the specific situation, you will then see that there are different things that maybe you could think about that wouldn't lead you to more of the misery of that failure, or you could just bring it in and pull apart a lot of the thoughts that are causing and perpetuating this thought from going on and on and on. So it's really just an awareness tool to help you understand why it is you're feeling this way and to hopefully take some of the pressure off. And then there's the potential too for looking at some different thoughts that you could that you could think about it. And it doesn't have to go right to I'm a successful parent. It could go to something as, as simple as it's possible that I'm not a failure as a parent. It's possible that just at this moment right now, I have a child who's getting poor grades on their report card or just keep it more specific than that. They got, you know, a D or a few Ds in some subjects and then that feels something like that, something more tangible to work with. And it doesn't have you kind of hiding under the covers and just feeling like there's nothing to be done about it. Okay. So I know that there's way more serious things that come up for people when they are uh, feeling this way. And it's not just going to be marks on a report card. And I would encourage you that this kind of work doesn't always cut it when it's more serious things that your kids are getting into. Like there might be things that you do need 
to seek professional help for. So I'm not saying this is the cure-all for everything, but it is an awareness tool to focus a bit more specifically on what you're actually facing and the fact that you're dealing with another human being who also is making different decisions and choices and you don't have ultimate and complete control ever over another human being. So that releases some of the responsibility that you have. And also when you are in that state that kind of shuts you down and if you can notice what that feeling, like say you're thinking I'm failing as a parent and it makes you feel anxious or stressed or fear based, then you're going to be shutting, shutting yourself down and you won't have access to sort of the more creative solutions that you can come up with to help solve the situation that's happening. So it ultimately doesn't, doesn't serve you to feel this way as, as a parent, but it is helpful to examine the feeling when it comes up and examine the thoughts that are leading to that and not necessarily have to get out of them right away, but just look at them with curiosity, look at them with open-mindedness, look at them with love for yourself in this situation and know that when it comes to relationships with other human beings, you can't just define it as all, well, this is a complete failure because it's just not. We're, we're ever-changing individuals and we're dealing with ever-changing individuals as well. So we can't just paint it with all this big brush of failure or success, okay? So make your goals with parenting more achievable. Make them with something that you can actually affect with your children or with your teenagers or really with anybody that you deal with. And I hope this exercise was somewhat helpful for you to go through. And I do coach people one-on-one. So if you would like to have a consult session with me to see if it's something that I may be able to help you with, I do have coaching packages where I coach people one-on-one with helping them go through a process of where they are right now in their parenting journey or really anything in their lives, but I focus more specifically on parenting teenagers and then where they want to be with that. And basically we run through how to get there in the consult. And then you can decide if that's something you want to work with me on. And um, the book booking is in the booking link is actually in the show notes of the podcast. And I'd be happy to meet with you and discuss if this is something that I could help you with. So I hope this was helpful and I thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.